across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Now we'll move on to our next conversation. Yet another strike. Hundreds of Noobsa members set for indefinite strike at University of Johannesburg. I'm sure you heard of the story. Around 700 members of the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa plan to begin an indefinite strike at the University of Johannesburg. Noomsa said in a statement on Thursday that it has served the UJ management with a notice to strike. According to the union, the strike relates to what it regards as a failure by the university to deal with certain issues. The union is not happy about different salaries being earned in the security department for what it says is the same work. Pagaminit Ludi Majora joins us on the line to help us understand exactly what the situation is. Madam, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening and good evening to your listeners. Uh, before we continue with our conversation, we invited the university management and, well, this is their response. I'm going to read verbatim so that you understand exactly why we're only having one side of this story. This is a response from a, a gentleman by the name of Herman. He writes, Dear Ben, and Ben is my producer, my content producer. The University of Johannesburg can confirm that it has received notice by the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa, NUMSA, of strike action which is planned to commence on Friday the 4th of October 2019. UJ's management recognizes NUMSA tabled demands. However, the demands have far-reaching implications which will place the current and future sustainability model of the university at significant risk. UJ acknowledges its relationships with the union groupings that re- represent the interests of its members and respects the rights of its members to demonstrate peacefully. As long as there is no disruption to academic and administrative activities and the safety of students and staff is not placed in jeopardy. The legal principle of no work, no pay applies to members that embark on the strike action. Picketing activities are only allowed in demarcated areas across UJ's campuses. UJ has contingency plans in place and will continue with its normal operations. Regards, Herman. That's the email we got in response when we invited them to come and participate in this conversation. So I do wish that you understand that we are not excluding them. We are not sidelining them. We are not taking sides with the union. We have invited both sides and they just rejected their opportunity to come and talk. That said, uh, that's why we're speaking to now once again, thank you very much for talking to us. First and foremost, let's get an understanding of what exactly is it that has led you to declare a strike. Yes, indeed. As you correctly put it in your intro, we believe that the university is violating the principle of equal work, of equal pay for work of equal value particularly for workers in protection services. We have a situation where um, certain workers who are fulfilling exactly the same responsibilities, are doing exactly the same kind of work, but are not paid the same remuneration. And this is because of a grading system, which in our view needs to be overhauled uh, in order to equalize and to deal with the inequalities created by the situation. So that's one of the issues that have caused our members to embark on this drastic course of action. The other issue is around this uh, practice 
that you, the university uh, protection services calls harvesting. It's basically where the management of protection services forces members to work extra hours, but they're not paid for doing this type of work. Now, our members reject this practice. They believe that this is a violation of the university's own policies with regards to hours of work, and they do not understand why they are being expected to do extra work without being paid. And um, this is one of the disputes that has also led to the strike. And one of the third issues, which is also a burning issue for our members, is the fact that um, there are employees at UJ who are who were insourced in 2016, but they are not on the same medical plan as other staff, and the university is also not making contributions to their medical aid. We believe that this is a very unfair practice, and this is why our members have, are, are so aggrieved. Now, these issues we have discussed with university management for some time now. Unfortunately, in all our engagements, they've actually shown that they're not interested in dealing with any of these issues. They've not engaged um, meaningfully. In other words, they've not actually even given us a response in relation to what is their plan to deal with these um, problems that our members have raised from the shop floor. So um, this has left us with no alternative but to embark on strike action, and the strike will commence tomorrow. And what are you aiming to achieve with a strike? Because it would appear as though as far as the university is concerned, uh, they are not phased. They have contingency planned uh, to continue operations as planned for them. Uh, So what will your strike achieve? Well, we will see. You know, we believe that the majority of workers, um, this particularly being workers in the security sector, as well as uh, what they call auxiliary or support staff, are going to be participating in the strike. We believe that, um, and, and here we're talking at least 700 of them, and we believe that the strike will have an impact. We are calling on university management to treat this process seriously and to rather engage us. Because in all honesty, this is a university that, um, according to its uh, website, has described itself as a university which has values based on an ethical foundation. I would like to ask the university management how they can justify the shameless exploitation of workers, where workers are expected to work without getting paid, where there's this unequal remuneration taking place, and yet they have the nerve to call themselves as having ethical foundations. This is the same institution that... um, claims to be serving humanity, but it is failing to uphold and respect the rights of its own, the the, the lowest paid employees it treats with such disdain and disrespect. So we really are urging them to come to the table and sit with us and deal meaningfully with these issues because as far as our members are concerned, these are very serious issues to the extent that they're willing to actually sacrifice their wages in order to make the point and embark on strike action. Surely if there is an employer that is not paying the employee, this is a matter that needs to be taken up legally, isn't it? Well, yes, certainly. And um, as unions, we are well within our rights 
to use various mechanisms in order to force the employer to do the right thing. Strike action is one of the mechanisms that are within our rights um, to do this. Also because we don't believe that the university will respond, quite frankly, to legal action. We believe that the, the most powerful weapon which will force them to act quickly is when their operations are disrupted by the fact that their employees are not working. Okay. Uh, help, help us understand uh, what this harvesting policy uses by protection services management that you're not happy with. Well, precisely. It's, um, so what the, the situation there is that the management of protection services has been telling um, workers that they owe the university their labor. Now, the problem with this practice is it's not clear where they get the idea that workers owe the university labor. Um, there's no clarity on how long workers are expected to provide um, free labor without getting paid. There's just this expectation that when the, when the uh, protection services makes the demand that our members are supposed to put in extra hours, they, they're just expected to do so and they're not given any remuneration on that. And um, our members have actually raised sharply that when you look at the university's policies about the number of allowable hours that are expected, particularly from security staff, this policy is actually a violation of that. And they don't understand how management of protection services is able to get away with imposing this practice when there's absolutely seemingly on paper no justification for them to be able to even do so in the first place. It does sound uh, slightly ridiculous for anyone to claim that uh, they are owed <laughs> labor. It, it makes no sense. And by, 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 by virtue of them refusing to participate in these open conversations, it does imply that they are hiding something. It's worrisome that they're going to say they are owed service is there any such thing in the in, in the labor uh, uh, relations act that would say uh, people can work without pay well certainly not and and hence we have, are raising this question especially because as i say if you're not able to demonstrate where these hours um you know for you to say that for example as a worker uh, there's extra hours that you owe a particular company then you should be able to demonstrate in terms of a roster or something that Naya, um, these are the six or seven hours where you were expected to be at work and you were not at work. We're asking for you to put in extra hours to make up for this time. And this is the problem, is that there isn't that. It seems to be very arbitrary. It seems to be a practice that's, that's just being implemented without anything to back it up and to make matters worse. It doesn't see, there's no sort of end date to this practice. Surely, if such a situation is, is happening, it must occur, but then there must be a limit on how long that this, this thing can, can take place. Yeah. Um, our members are arguing that it's very arbitrary, the practice is very arbitrary, um, it's just imposed on them, it's unfair, especially because there's no pay for these extra hours that they're giving to the university. It's inhumane. It's it's inhumane to expect people to be away from families and working 
and not paid for it. And herein lies the issue now. They are saying they are going to enlist other people to come and do this. Will they be doing the very same thing? Will they be expecting those people to work without pay as well? Well, you see, this is what's really the, 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 the nub of the issue that frustrates our members. So when they talk about hiring extra people, they're talking about scab labor um, and, uh, and the private bounces that, um, that UJ will be hiring to replace uh, the security staff who usually do the work. Now, if anybody has any experience, and, and if you're a journalist who's covered student protests, like I used to way back when I was still working in media, I have had the very nasty experience of dealing with UJ's private security bouncers, which they deploy. These individuals are not properly trained. They're extremely unprofessional. Um, They are notorious in the sense that the manner in which they engage with the public, quite frankly, they're very rude. Um, They're quite uh, rough. And um, our members have consistently complained about these bounces because the university seemingly pays hundreds of thousands of rands per month utilizing these additional services. And yet they've got the nerve to turn around and tell workers that they don't have money. And yet they've got extra money to procure um, the extra cost of hiring private security. So again, it makes us wonder about how genuine they are, they are, especially when they claim that they cannot afford to rectify the situation. It would it would make one wonder, Pagamile, uh, if they are saying they are unable to pay, and yet now they are going to pay others the same amount of money that they are saying they are unable to pay your members. Again, these are questions that would have been easily answered had they participated in this conversation. But now it leaves one wondering if the university really is hiding something, if the university really is negotiating in bad faith. Again, uh, this conversation is open to the university to come and participate. But all these questions remain unanswered, especially when the union has asked them before and there are no answers forthcoming. Why is the university not giving answers? Why is an institution of higher learning, an academic institution, not giving answers? Big problem. But uh, uh, as, as, as we have it, uh, uh, we'll, only time will tell, I suppose. Before I let you go, Pagamile, let's talk now about uh, what this means. Uh, they have said that no work, no, play, no pay will apply. What is going to happen to your members in the event that you begin this strike tomorrow? And you're saying it is indefinite. You have not set an end date, which means for as long as the university is not coming to the table, uh, your members will not be paid. Well, that's the case. Uh, No work, no pay policy basically means that it's workers themselves who suffer more than anyone when a strike action takes place because they sacrifice their salaries for every single day that they're away from work. We um, sincerely hope that the university will come to its senses and uh, will live up to the values which it portrays in the public and actually demonstrate an an attitude of fairness um, in relation to dealing with this problem. And as you say, it certainly uh, shows us what we've consistently been saying about the attitude of university management, which is that when it comes to uh, workers who are the lowest paid, 
uh, they treat such workers with absolute disdain and disrespect because even tonight they have an opportunity to engage on these issues, but they're not here because they just don't um, take uh, workers seriously. They don't take these demands seriously. If they did, we would have resolved this in negotiation without workers having to sacrifice their wages. I think this is one of the questions that as unions we are constantly faced with whenever we're dealing with um, exploitative management is that they always um, they seem to be a very uh, sort of reactionary response to uh, demands which are presented to them. Instead of engaging, negotiating, and trying to find an amicable solution, employers, even university institutions that frankly should know better, um, will take on this very backward mentality of attacking workers by not actually dealing um, properly uh, and genuinely with the grievances that they lay. You know, all which what that's required here is for the university to demonstrate an attitude that they care about these issues that our members have raised and that there's a willingness on their part to actually resolve these issues. You cannot, for example, have a situation where workers are working extra hours and not being paid. That's not justifiable. You cannot have a situation where um, the principle of equal pay for work of equal value, especially at a university, is being deliberately undermined. And you cannot have a situation where um, some workers have medical aid whilst others don't. That's just unfair. So we are once again making the call on the management at, 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 at University of Johannesburg to demonstrate that the values that they promote in the public are truly values that they, that they um, ad- adhere to as an institution and that they must engage us meaningfully so that we can resolve this dispute and end the strike as soon as possible. Thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And have a good evening. All the best to you and your members. It's always worrisome. It's always bothersome to have situations like these um, um, when there is no information forthcoming. We're left to take one side of the story. And uh, on the face of it, it sounds like the university is just treating these people in an inhumane way. But then again, this one side of the story. Wouldn't it be nice if they came and gave us their side of the story?